Alrighty, y'all. So welcome back to the Dude Cast podcast. Today, your hosts will be James, uh, Matt, hey. and Tom. Tom. Yep. Today, we are going to be talking about prepping. We are kind of going to be uh, touching on a lot of subjects today about prepping. Um, so hold on to your hats. It's going to be a very awesome podcast, and hopefully, you will leave this podcast with a little bit more knowledge than you started with. So anyway, Tom and I are preppers and so is our whole family. And I would say that we are the smart type of preppers. There's several types of preppers out there. And I'm going to get into the whole, you know, the little prepper niche whole type of thing here in a little bit. So let me explain myself about smart type of preppers that we are. Some preppers out there just go out to the grocery store and buy loads of prepper stuff, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, or go online and buy like 30 years of prepper food. Right, okay. yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's not stupid or anything. I mean, it is smart, but this is what I'm was. What i going to get into here is now for the smart type of prepping, I would call it prepping sustainably. I mean, when we need to stock up our food supply, we don't just head out to Walmart or head out to one of these big food uh, chain places mm-hmm. and support and give our money away to these beast systems we um, go out, plant as much as we can, and we go and harvest stuff um, from either our fruit trees or our gardens and stuff like that. Right. Now, the thing is, is that I know people will say, but you still buy food from the grocery store. And of course, we do. I mean, people way back when this country was founded, I mean, you still had to go and get flour and all your big bulk stuff. You still needed to get that every they were able to get it to like a month or a couple months. Uh, even some people would do it only once a year, you know? And yep. they would just get, you know, super bulk stuff. I'm talking like maybe sugar, but it would really be salt, flour, mm-hmm. maybe yeast or something. I'm not exactly sure. Everything, but you know, you get you get the gist. So go ahead, Tom. You can kind of tell everybody um, a little bit about uh, your whole prepper uh, prepping situation with like your farm and your bees i know your dad raises lots of honeybees for honey and stuff like that right so more of what we do is just trying to take ourselves out of the system where you're reliant big chains or even you know grocery stores Mm -hmm. to an extent where Mm -hmm. you couldn't get by at all by yourself right so the more Mm self-reliant you are the better and i think that's our Mm -hmm. ultimate goal for both of us But Mm -hmm. like, you know, you said, Matt, it's obviously not realistic to be like 100% self-reliant, you know, and have a family and try to like just do that all within, you know, a matter of years. People traded even within themselves and they, uh, you know, back in the day, they uh, categorized things like, okay, you know, Uncle Joe here was the Mm -hmm. the wheat farmer and, you know, over here Mm -hmm. we had the... uh, the goat farmer and the cow farmer you know we all had our little jobs and then we traded goods to each other for what we needed yeah and the thing i think one of the main things with uh looking at preppers and stuff in general i definitely i definitely think that they don't have the meat um side of prepping kind of figured out definitely they definitely have dry foods and stuff like that figured out um so for us we're definitely focusing a lot on fresh foods and even um so because 
you have to be growing your own beef for it to be sustainable, mm-hmm. period, end of story. Even if there are preppers out there um, that are prepping and they're like, well, I got a whole cow in my freezer. Well, that's good, but here's the thing. I mean, you can only keep beef in your freezer for so long. Right. Now, if you kept the beef alive, aka keep the cow alive until you actually need it, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's like yeah. on-demand meat right. that just goes around and gets fatter right. and bigger and everything like that. The only thing that I have like a little bit of an issue with on beef mm-hmm. is the amount like you get per cow is just so much that if you were it's to a lose lot. a cow it's a lot. or to get cows yep. stolen or whatever, yep. it's just such a, a loss that it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's an economic hit it you know it yeah it's Definitely. a lot when you lose a cow versus if you lose even 20 chickens that's a lot less it's than just, one cow i mean yeah that might be like 40 pounds of meat at max yeah <laughs> uh, compared to a couple uh, uh, like to like a thousand pounds of beef yeah, you know exactly. that you actually lost you know so i definitely do i definitely do see that and cattle also require a lot more uh attention i would say like just more uh structure you know like they they're Mm -hmm. gonna need bigger fences like a lot more fence Mm -hmm. than chickens will Mm -hmm. you know drink a lot more water eat a lot more food um so you know buying food or finding food for them if you don't have good enough pasture or enough of it to like keep it growing and rotate them on it then that's a problem i definitely see that that's a problem but then also it depends on the breed of cow that you have. Like if you have a more hardy uh, natural breed of cow, like the Longhorn that's been used to uh, free ranging and it's been surviving out in the wild for so long where they're used to grazing on anything that they can possibly yeah. get. Versus and the if you keep your fields pretty cows. good, they're manuring yeah. them, yeah. they're fertilizing them while they're eating it. Which we are going to be, I'm, I have a very funny story for everybody on here, so hold tight about the um, beef situation <laughs> and cows and everything like that. Back before, especially back before the Great Depression happened, everyone lived this way. I mean, really, they did. I mean, definitely, like, the whole, like, maybe not exactly this way. I mean, like, food storing-wise. Like, they, they, uh, at least my grandparents or my great-grandparents definitely did. Um, They prepped food. They went out. I remember my grandma, man, that lady, she always, dude, they would just plant. They would till up these great big fields and plant hundreds of tomato plants and potato plants and everything like that mm-hmm. and what they ate they didn't have no stinking grocery store dude yeah they were um straight from italy and dude they ate whatever came out of their garden and they preserved it and whatever was in the summertime and springtime and somewhat into the fall they ate whatever was coming straight out of the garden and the rest they preserved and stuff like that mm-hmm. so they and they didn't call themselves preppers like we do today i mean that's this is just some new fangled word that just has came up in the last um probably started in the 2000s maybe a little bit yeah a little bit later than that but um in my eyes they were more like super preppers to me anyway i mean they were super i mean they those people compared to us today which i mean even as much as we do try to 
do as much as we can, um, which I'm going to get to this. I mean, I mean, you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, that's the whole point. So I guess that's why you did see a lot of, um, if you go back to even in your, your family, maybe, but definitely in my family, I mean, dude, two generations ago in my family, big, big, I'm talking super big families, like, you know, 12 kids, oh for sure, eight kids, 10 kids loads of kids you know yep. to be out on the farm and do stuff like that so uh, i even know a guy he's my neighbor he in his family there was 16 kids in his family that <laughs> wow. he grew up with and crazy dude and they still have the original ranch and everything just nuts but he said that's how they lived you know growing up was all out of the garden everything like that so anyway but recently since the 2000s people have been relying on the grocery store mm-hmm. way too much i would definitely say that um ever since the good old um ever since the pre-made box mix stuff came oh out, yes I mean, the uh I oh mean, my goodness the uh, uh betty crocker is that what oh it's called? well uh, no what they call called? them hot pockets dude oh hot pockets so yeah. ever since like that pre-made food fast food all that convenience stuff came, food. Convenience food. Yes, exactly. Ever since that stuff started to come out and people have been really having that in their lifestyle and everything like that, they're definitely getting more and more away from growing their f- food, more detached from uh, how to grow their food. I mean, even in my generation now, you can tell a lot of these kids that go to public school and stuff like that or just weren't raised, in a f- raised on a farm, period. And if you ask them, hey, uh, Sonny, uh, where does your eggs come from? They'll just like say the grocery store. <laughs> they uh, would. So it's it's super it's super sad, but that's what they would. They would be like, it comes from the grocery store. Where else does it come from? You yeah. Know? No thought about actually where it, the source is. The thing is, is that we have we've been definitely over going on seven years now being down here in Texas. Uh, we've been able to get a couple beef cows. That's why we got the Longhorns. Got some longhorns, and then we got over about 100 chickens for eggs, meat, getting them balked up. Uh, have a lot of them. Uh, psh, now we probably have way over 60 ducks, Why? Muscovy ducks. Mm-hmm. Muscovy ducks are super good for beef and egg beef because they literally take, taste like beef. And you haven't tried Muscovy duck, you're going to have to try it because it, it literally tastes like beef. So, <laughs> and they put on fat so put on meat so easily it's crazy and then we have three horses to ride uh to ride to town just in case the emp happens we've been talking about so far our food Mm -hmm. situation for the most part in terms of categories of prepping right Mm -hmm. so i'd say another area where you can prep and you know be a lot more prepared is uh economically right you can Mm. yep stay out of debt uh, as much as possible mm-hmm. you know if you know the the crisis isn't something that's you know oh the world ended yesterday but it's more like oh well gas is twelve dollars a gallon you're not can't financially mm-hmm. do anything and you know yep. people are just going broke and prices are yep. sky high on everything well, staying out of debt is gonna you help hear some you you want to hear something crazy <laughs> go ahead Thirty-nine percent of Americans don't have—they don't have four hundred dollars for um, a medical injury, like for emergency. They don't even have like—they don't have. They don't have a four hundred dollars ready to fund. go. No, they don't have four hundred dollars ready to like 
Johnny breaks his leg or anything. They don't have it. 39% of Americans don't have $400 for just emergency reason. That's nuts. And if Johnny broke his leg, it would be 40000 not 400 So anyway, I had some, uh, for just for the beautiful podcast viewers that are definitely a totally different type of follower, you are the absolute hardcore followers if you are listening to this podcast. So here you go. You get to listen to some stuff. So we are going to read some, I had some beautiful people in the comments leave me just some lovely thoughts. <laughs> So do you want to hear them? Yeah, let's hear them. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, I mean, lovely, peaceful thoughts. Just lovely. <laughs> so I just want to address them real quick. So first person, <clears throat> I hope you know that since you are, since you have published your possessions of your year's food supply, we'll get to that in a second, in the event of a civil society breaks down, you must be prepared to defend your larder home and against violent attacks. So... First of all, just wanted to tell this to anybody that's out there. Um, we don't have a year, like a year's food supply. That's actually just our pantry <laughs> that my mom keeps a bunch of bulk food stuff in. And that thing wouldn't supply our family for like over a month. Like literally wouldn't. We are working up to a year's food supply. Um, like we, we have a lot of infrastructure coming and getting in place and stuff. But go ahead. I mean, we could rough it out and survive for a year, but mm. that's not like yeah, a be, year's worth. Dude, we would be like rough, like we would have to turn to like killing wild animals. Yeah, and skin stuff. and bones, no, dude. dude. We'd ha- we got rice. Oh yeah. oh yeah, dude. It would be like, it would <laughs> It'd be, be like two pieces of rice a day. Okay, and I'm going to address the violent attack thing. <laughs> I'll get to that later. <laughs> so then some beautiful person had this to say. So, to, the, to the first one, you make an important point. They are excessively innocent and naive. Here's the thing, <laughs> just for anybody out there listening. We are prepared for people showing up and trying to take stuff, of course, duh. Um, but that's why we are trying our hardest to not show our location on YouTube and that's why we don't use our real names and stuff like that, duh, of course. The other thing that we are going to be working on the farm too, uh, for privacy and just everything in general, which we just want to because not YouTube. I mean, who cares about YouTube and being on social media? Just in your community and being near a town mm-hmm. and stuff like that and having people that when prices start skyrocketing and Walmart doesn't have starts to have less and less stuff. Dude, we went to Home Depot, dude, and it was like bone dry. So, um, I mean, stuff's been happening. Um, and it was just after Black Friday, but still, I mean, it was kind of still a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, is that just i mean i don't care if you're on youtube or not but we are going to be definitely putting some privacy fence up uh, with our new sawmill we're going to actually put up a wood fence you know just because here's the thing if something crazy happens walmart stops selling food and stuff and people are starving and they see fruit on fruit trees and a whole entire beautiful garden planted with all these vegetables and stuff well of course they're going to go you know they're going to want it, yeah. you know. For anybody out there, of course, me and my brothers are locked and loaded. We're ready to go. So a lot of people don't know this fact, so here you go. I would like to say that about a good 60% of more people that live out here in the country, um, because that's the other thing, too. A lot of people are, like, um, with the whole, like, showing our, not really our preps, it's just our food pantry. Um, but they were like, 
um, they're kind of like scared that like everybody around us doesn't do the same thing. Dude, like literally, uh, we talk, we live in stinking Mormon country. Yeah. If you haven't met a Mormon, dude, they are packed, locked and loaded to the gills. They've been, they have 10 bajillion rounds of am- ammunition and dude, they are ready to go. Yeah. They're ready. <gasps> dude, we, we, we rented, uh, we were somewhere and dude, that guy was so happy when the power went out. He's like, yeah, I got this. He's like, dude, I've been, he's like, he's like, I am all done prepping. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I wish I could say that. He's like, yeah. He's like, I have beyond enough ammo. I have way too much food. He's like, dude, I'm done. I'm all done. I'm, I'm, I'm totally ready to go. I'm like, I didn't even know you that know, was, he was a 80 thing. Some, I don't even know you can get to that was, point. Was, I know. He was 80 years old. But oh, yeah. well, that's, so that's true. The other thing. That's I mean, true. Like, if, if, if you're only expecting so your lifespan to be another 20 years, well, then it's kind of easy to be like, yep, I've got enough yeah. food, enough so, for tomorrow. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. So, so, but that's the thing. We do have all, a, I mean, a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of Texans, but at least in our area, our county, there's a lot of preppers, a lot of people that have little gardens and stuff like that. So, um, uh, let's see, what else? So, the other thing, too, is that you will have your city dwellers that will freak out, though, when Walmart stops selling food yeah. and stuff like that. So, you will have a lot of that pushback. So, you will have them start to disperse from the city out into the country. Mm-hmm. So, that's why you do want to kind of live like we do and uh, just kind of yeah. live definitely a good far ways out. So, it takes a long time for them to get out here. Yeah. That um, kind of ties into what I was going to say. Yeah. So go yeah, ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. So like your location means a lot actually when you are thinking yes. about trying to be prepared for things. Yeah. Your if you're living like anywhere within an hour of a city, you might as well consider it being mm-hmm. inside the city because that's just a day's yeah. walk easily from this like outside mm-hmm. of the city. Uh, anybody walking mm-hmm. from the city, especially outside. a big city. Um. Yeah. Something like, yeah. you know, Dallas, uh, San Antonio, yeah. Houston, any of those. Mm-hmm. The big yeah. guys. And if you do live in one of those places or within an hour, you should get have a – if you can't get out like right now, which would be the best exactly. option, have a, plan. have a plan for a place you can go. And don't just say, oh, I'm yeah, going have to somebody. the woods. Don't do that. Yeah. That's no, no, a no, no, horrible no. idea. Have 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 another family in place. Yeah. Have like, a look, home. Stuff starts going down. Yeah. Like, look, like, is it okay if we come and glamp in your yeah, backyard exactly. or something? Stay at your place exactly. until this whole thing chills yeah. out because there might be some crazy stuff yeah. going on. And I could definitely, definitely see that if you were like in a 30-minute to – 40 even 50 minute radius around dallas oh my goodness if stuff shut down oh my god dude if the internet turned off it'd be crazy yeah well so i mean that's that's another thing you know it kind of you know people say they're going to uh bug out and like you know go hang out in the woods or whatever well i don't think that's a great idea at all because anything you've actually prepared for a long amount of time you're going to be leaving behind you Anything like that's useful in the long term will be ar- at and around your house. And if you're trying to like just hop into the woods, you're leaving all that behind. Yeah, and somebody was like, uh, that co- just commented. He was like, um, it was very interesting. He was like, he was like, everybody should prep only enough food 
to uh, carry with them. He's like, any more and it'll just be wor uh, worthless. I'm like, what? Well, okay. Because I well, guess he I was guess saying, it's... like, if somebody, like, he was saying, like, if somebody came and, like, tried to gas your place out with, like, toxic toxic chemicals and stuff and, like, poisoned your food and stuff, I guess. Well, yeah. but, um, I'm thinking he's probably yeah. from the mindset of, like, I'm going to walk away from it all anyway. So if I'm going to mm -hmm. walk away from it, why would I have more than what I can carry on my back? Exactly. Um, but that's, yeah. again, just such a horrible idea. Unless, of course, you live in near a city. That in which case, should be... that might be a somewhat yeah. okay idea. So here's idea. the thing. What I would do is that if, say, because we are way outside of Dallas, of course, but say something crazy like that does happen, that, I would not plan for that. That should be, well, I would kind of quasi-plan for it, but I would say that should be way on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Like, last thing the last thing that is like plan Z, like we're going to that. Like if we can't hold down the fort and it's just way too much heat here, we gotta go bunker out, we gotta go to another location, another property yeah, or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking though like the that, people definitely. that live in the city but yeah. who immediately know, like right mm -hmm. after the fact that it's mm -hmm. gonna be chaos, if those people are trying yeah. to prep, well, then it actually might make sense for them to just keep at your place what you can carry with you and then yeah. have something yeah. else somewhere else prepared for long term. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, Definitely. family, friends, wherever. I mean, nobody even has to live there, really. You could have a remote location and no one even mm -hmm. lives there and yeah. you just, yeah. you got it set up. And if you had any type of air proof container, it's also gas proof with your food in there well right oh, air yeah. is a form of gas well, i mean the thing is too is like with why we want why we want to build community and things like that is because if any kookalata stuff like that happens guess what you can just form a, your little yeah. militia and you just do your rounds okay okay jimmy you're gonna go ahead and do night watch okay yeah. good i mean it doesn't have to be this crazy creepy military thing but you know just to keep people you know away from your property and stuff and you yeah know, do that type of thing like yeah, you that. definitely want to um, be I friends mean, with your neighbors. You definitely want to have other people involved. I know a lot of other people that are like, you know, they try to talk bad about their neighbors. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Don't be on the bad side of yeah. your neighbors. I know people do have crazy, crazy, crazy neighbors. Of course, there's gonna, of course, you're gonna have them. But if you can be friends with them, totally do it. Tap into that resource because it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, they're probably gonna have something down the road that's gonna be able to help you out. I have a story to tell for all y'all. Y'all should get a kick out of this. Um, so a lot of ranchers around here have a very, um, they all raise certain types of cows for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly a pride factor goes into the whole thing. Like, well, I raise um, black Angus because blah, 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 blah. Bragging rights, practically. I, ra I raise uh, white-headed, I mean, whatever. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> just for bragging rights, they'll, they'll just, you know, they'll do that. So anyway, so, okay, so when I was working on a big ranch right up the road, it was on about 800 acres. Okay. Super cool job, awesome job. And they just kept on talking bad about the Longhorn beef, which every stinking Texan does. I don't know how it got the bad rap, but it did. So, and of course, as every stinking person says, it... Like, you know, it tastes as tough as granny shoe leather, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Anyway, 
it's it doesn't it tastes incredible but anyway yeah so on the ranch they raise these big nasty disease-ridden beef cows <laughs> okay they think they they think they're so awesome and everything personally i am against i'm sorry for a lot of people out there and it's fine um maybe there are some more disease um resistant black angus but black angus in general have been bred so much that they are very stupid not intelligent yep. They have a lot of birthing problems and they are disease ridden. I mean, those things, I had a neighbor that went from Black Angus to Longhorn and he went to pure Longhorn, not some type of mixed breed Longhorn or anything. He said, dude, dumb as a doornail, never could find the stinking water bucket <laughs> where he would leave it and everything like that. And they would fall over dead all the time. He's like, they were dumb. Now, of course, I know some people do have great experience with Black Angus. That's perfectly fine. Those are just the things that I've heard. So anyway, so they're like, they're like, here, try some of our amazing beef and stop eating that dried out longhorn beef. I was like, okay, 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 I'll try it out. So I tried it out and dude, it didn't taste any better than longhorn beef. In fact, the longhorn beef actually tasted a little bit better to me. Anyway, it tasted better to yeah. me anyway. So I told them that and it was so funny their response they just started making excuse after excuse why their beef didn't taste better oh it sat in the freezer too long oh well he didn't get this type of vaccination and blah 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 i'm like like i don't have to do any of that for my beef the turn tastes like somewhat good i guess some people will say about the longhorn beef is that it's a leaner type of Mm, beef which i I think tastes better you do not have exactly the cool thing is is that your burgers don't shrink. Yeah. Like 50%. Yeah. <laughs> they, they stay the same size, like literally. Um, and some people, if you don't cook with cast iron and a se- properly seasoned cast iron, um, of course you're going to have to add oil. Everybody's like, oh, with that longhorn beef, you got to add oil and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Of course, if you're cooking on stainless steel, and yeah, of course you're going to have to add oil. But if you're on a properly oiled rufus can even testify to that i mean oh yeah and of course you know the seasonings that you're putting on the beef it's not gonna be like oh here's a raw steak oh cook it oh it's not gonna be like it's gonna have it's meat flavor but you have to season stuff i mean it's (laughs) still meat it's still a mild it's not like this flavor pack thing well the thing is because they they bred those other ones to be more flavorful to have more fat and juices and stuff like that so you we do at times do have to season maybe our longhorn beef maybe but we really don't. But I we mean, always season it for taste. But we always do. We season all of our beef, even the store-bought ground beef that we get. We'll season it to taste, and it tastes exactly mm-hmm. the same to me anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just thought everybody would get a kick out of hearing that yeah. story. It was so funny. And just excuse after excuse, and I was like, come on, yeah. y'all. Like, really? It's it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's like, beef. But they, they were just uh, very sad that they're prize position like that's their life was the, those mm-hmm. cows so for me to practically say that it tastes like a longhorn cow was just like a slap in the face practically. Yeah. and i didn't mean it out of like disrespect or anything i was like to tell the truth it didn't taste any better they were like yeah <laughs> oh that's so yeah. funny but anyway let's get back on track <laughs> yeah. so i think the most important thing in your preps is going to be community definitely um as we were as we've been talking about mm-hmm. community and that type of stuff let's be honest with ourselves we can't grow everything we just can't and so that's where neighbors come in super important in your preps and a lot of people 
like you were saying about um, uh, financial yeah, preps. financial preps. Um, uh, and there's there's definitely more than just food. I think a lot of people oh, yeah, like dude. when they think about um, preps, they're just like food, um, some way maybe the filter their water, and then guns and ammunition. That's not like that's not everything in preps. There's so much other stuff. Yeah, so we've covered food pretty well. Um, in terms of economic, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I definitely. said, staying out of your out of debt, and then uh, putting some of your savings outside the dollar, dude. If the dollar goes mm-hmm. and all your money's in it, well, guess what? All your savings gone, 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 gone. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's really good to get gold, silver, something, something physical, physical, something you can actually hold. Or if you're not, in, you can't burn yeah, if that. If you're not into that kind of stuff, well, then just pour it into more preps, dude. Just know what whatever it is pour it back into your something physical you know pour it back into something that's worth more than a piece of paper and the best thing that you can really invest into is uh dirt land yeah yeah much if if you have more land they are they're not making any more land yeah they stopped a long time ago yep definitely land but to an extent though you're not going to need it like certain people aren't going to need depending on Mm -hmm. what type of you know preps they are and what kind of people they are there there's going to be a point where land's Mm -hmm. not going to do anything for them and honestly nobody's really going to be looking to buy land if everybody's like you know just trying to get along starving to death no one's looking to buy (laughs) land at that point they're just going to go anywhere they want to i'm starving like i'm shriveling up to nothing oh you want something yeah, to buy? Yeah. No, it's okay. I really just want something to yeah. eat right now. No joke. <laughs> or like fresh drinking water. That would right. be awesome. But in terms of like useful land, <laughs> so. absolutely, right? Have that mm-hmm. land accessible, yeah. Yeah. right? Have it and know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, know it, you know, know what's on it uh, and put yeah. infrastructure on it if you have the capability to do so. So the other thing is that if you have a big chunk of property the other cool thing at least in texas which y'all don't got wild hogs but yeah no we don't (laughs) is that we have a absolute load of wildlife that you could definitely Mm -hmm. um you definitely have to do some management definitely you couldn't just go shoot everything down dead which is Uh what everybody else is going to do so yeah if you want if you've got a large enough piece of it's gonna be interesting to like keep yeah it would have to be pretty interesting the large yeah it would be um, like plus 100 acres at least at least because so any smaller than that and it's not really going to be a wildlife quote-unquote safe haven because the others are just gonna walk walk out out onto your land and probably get stuff you're not even gonna know about i mean yeah you exactly. can't really be in so, all places at once. So the cool thing that we would have, at least in the starting of this craziness, we would be able to be like, "Yo, before all the deer have, get shot in East Texas, probably should go take some." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put them in the freezer. Yeah, here it's our so, dude. Anyway. They're already almost all gone anyway. Like, and they're just yeah. so hunted yeah. every year. There's so many people that go out hunting. I mean, just uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Today's Monday. Yeah, yesterday. I, uh, you know, was driving so many people out hunting, dude. So many, you know, just mm. in one little stretch of of, uh, wow. of woods, dude. And it's it's just so crazy. Crazy. Um, it they're just huh. it's so over hunted. Versus even if you go like two hours north of here, maybe three hours north of here, they've got deer galore up there. I think it's just down hmm. here. There's so many people trying to hunt 
on so little ground. Mm. Is gotcha. deer? Is it still deer season up it's there? It's muzzleloader right now. Last day of gun season was yesterday. Oh, muzzleloader. Um, so yeah, so yeah, up here it goes bow season, gun season, then muzzleloader. And then finally it yeah, ends yeah. muzzleloader and it goes back to bow, I'm pretty sure. And the other thing, kind of a little bit going back to um, neighbors and community, I had a handful of people that um, would come and help me in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Like, I know them. Like, right now I could just, if I pop a tire, whatever, fill in the blank. You know, get stuck, anything like that. And vice versa. I mean, like, if they get stuck... They know that I got their back and, you know, stuff like that. And the other thing that's super cool is that, like, this one, uh, one of our neighbors, he's a super cool guy. I mean, that guy knows how to weld. He knows how to rope cows and all that type of cool stuff. And he loves hunting. He loves fishing. And I definitely could see him being a very, very good resource for, like, hey, dude. Like, because he's he's so awesome. He'll He'll just be like, I'm going to be going hunting tonight. Um, do you want anything? Do you want whatever I kill? I'm like, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. A lot of preppers out there don't think about, uh, that don't think about is don't prep or stock up out of fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, we just got to prep, 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 prep. You know, so- you should definitely trust in the mm-hmm. Lord. Definitely. Now, there is, because people hear me say this and then they'll do this. They'll like do the polar opposite. So I'm not saying to be a couch potato and do nothing and tempt the Lord. Okay, don't definitely don't do that. Yeah. Um, you're like, well, you said the trust in the Lord, so I'm absolutely not going to mm-hmm. do anything. Going to look and stare at the black mirror and watch um, the debates. Or right. Something. I don't know. Right. So, like, be definitely go and try and prep and do stuff, but definitely don't be doing out of mm-hmm. fear. The thing is, is that a lot of preppers out there. Maybe not a lot, but there's definitely a few preppers out there that are just not scared. They're not they're not saved, and they are scared of dying. Right. And that's why they're prepping, you right? Know, too. They're like, dude, I want to live as long as possible because you know they don't know their mm-hmm. future, you know, after death. So, um, but I'm saved and not scared of dying. So right. I mean, the worst thing that's gonna be is that I'm gonna die. That's like the best thing. That's not the worst thing. That's the best thing that mm-hmm. could happen to me as a Christian, so, um, is dying. So, I mean, I do definitely want to be comfortable right? <laughs> until I die, you know, somewhat as comfortable as I right. can be. Um, right. So it's a sense of but, responsibility, uh, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. I had pulled up this uh, verse here and from first Timothy five, eight, uh, it says, but if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So it's a sense of responsibility mm. to provide for your own family. Yeah. Yep. So that's, I think, part of the main reason to be prepared for something like that. You're not just yeah. thinking about yourself because if you pass away, well, you want to be have the preps yeah. ready for the people who you leave behind, who you're responsible for. Future yeah. generation. Um, because yeah. the world doesn't and end when you die, usually. <laughs> no. <laughs> usually yeah. not, no. I mean, only if... Uh, the Lord, only if you meet the Lord yeah. in the air and, you know, he's turning around, you're going to go fight on, fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. battle. That's like right there. That'll be a super fun day. But anyway, um, so I will keep on growing food and living this life that I definitely do not deserve. I mean, I definitely could definitely say that. I mean, I definitely do not deserve the life I have. 
and the little small business that I have and the family that I have and my brothers and sister that I have definitely don't deserve them at all. And I'm 100% not thankful enough for them every day. And um, I definitely need to um, thank the Lord more um, every day. I just need to definitely do that more and thank him because, I mean, it's the little things in life that you just take mm-hmm. for granted. Because you've you always know? had them. And especially especially your yep. family. You just take it for granted. You just take it for granted that your dad wakes up every morning and goes and works. And you're like, wow. Like, you know, you'll sit back and you'll be like, wow. He keeps the stinking lights turned on yep. every night, you know, <laughs> or every day. You know, yep. so, um, so definitely just thinking about, especially with this time of thanksgiving and everything like this and families getting together definitely being more thankful um of course uh the world loves to try to destroy thankfulness so that's why black friday's like day after thanksgiving so it's you you get to be selfish like hey bob um i saw you at thanksgiving no that's my tv thank you very much okay uh the other cool thing that me and my brothers did like you were saying with um investing this pretty much fake dollar bill and fake currency that we have for right now. It's still wink, wink, real. <laughs> um, we invested it into a mm-hmm. sawmill this year, which was super cool. It's just, it's super cool for our community, yep. you know? So now the price of wood at Home Depot lows, it's just not going to affect us, period. Or our little community around here. Um, I definitely really want to start with our community um, because we still, I still like to maintain the sawmill and stuff so i don't really want to do everything for free because gas still costs money and the wear on the machines still costs stuff and the blades and stuff so i don't really want to start up a bartering system dude this was so funny i talked to one of my neighbors and um he was like i want a cord of wood and i was like i'm like sure dude i'll get you a cord of wood so i got yeah. a cord of wood he's like what do you want for that wood i was like dude let's barter what's bothering <laughs> i don't want to bother i was like no dude like no, you don't understand. Like, it's better than you handing me $50. No, I'll just pay you that $50. Here you go. I was like, oh, dang it. He doesn't understand what bartering is. <laughs> because I don't think he understood, like, that he wouldn't have to give me, like, a hun- like the 50 to 70 bucks yeah. for the wood. Like, I don't think it clicked with him. Like, I'm like, buddy, look, you got this big, pretty bulldozer over there. Yeah, just let me ride around on it for, like, an hour. That's all I need, Okay. <laughs> Barter. That's the barter I need. <laughs> like, he didn't understand that. <laughs> so, anyway, definitely with our community, getting a bartering mm-hmm. system in place, definitely. In terms of, like, actual physical bags and, like, slash kits for okay. you to, like, mm-hmm. have staged already. Like, number one, I would say, mm-hmm. that lacks and is the most important, if you're going to have a bag or a kit, is something in your car, right? Because if you're caught somewhere mm-hmm. away yep. from the house you need something mm-hmm. to get you back home you yep. have to have something and if you don't that's you're a very good point because pants down a because lot of yeah yep <laughs> who knows who knows where you're yep. going to walk through in between yep. you and your house and you don't even think about it when you're in your, a lot you know, in your day-to-day no you don't day-to-day think about process it. but it just it's something that needs to just stay there in your car and so mm-hmm. you've got it if you need it. Definitely. Yeah, just um, that's another thing that we definitely have to definitely um, work on, you know, first aid and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff, you know. 
there's going to definitely, I'm telling you, there's definitely going to be a day where it's not going to be as easy as, oh, we'll just, you know, uh, you know, some people call 911. Take you to the some, emergency you know, room. Run to yeah. the ER, whatever, you know. So definitely being prepared, like you're saying, definitely getting bags in place for um, for your truck yeah. or your car. Okay, I broke down, say you break down 40 minutes away. How in the world exactly. are you going to get home? Like, okay, definitely going to be mm-hmm. walking. Okay, so then I'm going to need self-defense. I'm going to need some way to keep myself warm yep. or cool or yada yada yippy skippy you know got to have at least a couple days worth of food supply uh definitely something um maybe a little bit of water with uh some type of purifying device you know so then you can ration water and collect water and stuff yeah you just have to think about these things ahead of time and once you make once you once you make that bag i mean it's not like something that has to sustain you for like no no absolutely not just has to sustain you you for it just has to sustain you for a couple days yeah just to get you home so it literally could sit in the back right. of your pickup truck for like a stinking yeah. decade. And, be and if you're driving fine. more than two hours or three hours away, well, then that's when you decide to bring more. Mm. That's when you're like, oh, yeah, yes. I might want to like yep. do something about this, like have a backup plan, bring yep. a little bit more food, you know, prepare for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yep. other than that, have enough food for two days and you're going to be good within, I think, I'd say a two hour radius with your car easily. And, yeah. you know, most people don't travel yeah. two hours away from their house without, like, I think no, you'd give it a second really. thought. I would I mean, give it, it a second thought if I'm traveling more than two hours away. Yeah. I would be like, okay, I'm traveling more than two hours. Probably should bring yeah. this, that, and yeah. the other just in case yep. I break down, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So. Primary, I'd say, thing to worry about with bags and stuff like that is definitely one for your car. But then if you're, you know, if mm-hmm. you're one of those people who live in the city, you're probably going to want one in your house, too. Because if you've got to walk yeah. from that to somewhere else, then that's you're going to need one there too. And you know that one can be completely yeah. different, and it should be should be completely different, totally different yeah. bag, totally different stuff inside. That's the thing. I think few people like try to make carbon copies of all of these, and then like put them in all these different places. Mm-hmm. But they are should be different because you're going to need different things. And I think what. Uh, I think before crazy stuff happens, I think I mean it would be probably rel- it would be probably pretty smart, pretty smart if you went out and maybe did like a kind of went out and oh, tested yeah. it. Oh yeah. You know, kinda. And even if it wasn't crazy, like you didn't have to go like forty minutes away from your house and try to walk all the way back. Like even if it was just like say maybe half an hour, twenty minutes away, and just mm-hmm. walk and be like, okay, wow, I wish I had this yeah. or that. Or I wish my bag was like 30 yeah. pounds lighter, dude. I wouldn't have ever yeah. made it for like 40 minutes. Well, it would be 40 minutes of drive time, so it might be an hour plus of Absolutely. walking time yeah. probably. Oh, it depends on your speed. Yeah, give yourself everything. a challenge by so, taking um, what you think you're going to want, and then you're. I can guarantee you, mm-hmm. you will see if you use it what you're missing because mm-hmm. I've done that before. Yep. I like hiking. I like backpacking, mm-hmm. and I've taken things – that I thought I needed, never used them. They were just weights. And I have mm. forgotten things yeah. that I really wished I had when I was out there. Mm. Mostly food, mostly gotcha. food. I've wished I've had <laughs> more food. Um, yeah, with the, these cooler months coming out, I think uh, us boys might want to do some backpacking. So I might have to get with you because that would be pretty cool. Yeah. We got a lot of it's it's a just ton of back fun. roads around here. A ton of fun. And um, a lot of back roads, and now since we have uh, three properties, we can definitely have just uh, stations, mm-hmm. 
and we could like camp for one night here and yeah. then walk walk another 12 miles to the next destination yeah. camp there and you know that that's mm-hmm. super cool stuff so um and uh but anyway i think that's pretty much it for uh prepping for the winter prepping in yeah. general what are thoughts yeah. you might have um, to like change that kind a little of, bit you know obviously depending on the season for what you put in your bags right you're mm-hmm. gonna want to put warmer clothes yep. in the in the winter and in the summer, those are just going to be weights. Yeah. So you just, you know, kind of make a mental note about it and take it out. Um, yeah. And then remember to Definitely. put it back in when the weather turns again. It was good talking to yeah. Tom and James was here. He was in the background yeah. listening yeah. a lot. He got to talk a little bit, but um, yeah. maybe next time he'll be able to say something else. Maybe we'll get something, uh, a different type of podcast, maybe about cooking or something. I don't know. Something uh, more yeah, James cooking related. like without... Maybe James Without, can, uh, you know, preservatives. How about something like that? <laughs> there you go. Preservative-free oh, cool. yeah. meals. So. Hope that y'all like today's prepping podcast, DudeCast. Hopefully y'all learned something or just had a good laugh with us. So we had a great podcast talking about prepping. Um, definitely went yep. through a lot of different categories here. You know, just to wrap it all up, we went through economic, food storage, locale or location, you know, bags and kits you might want um, in your mm-hmm. car, in your house, and all that kind of stuff. So hope you guys learned something from this. And uh, if you want us to talk about yep. something in particular, we'll just throw us a comment or something wherever you're listening to this podcast. Email and, us. Uh, yeah, or email us either way, and uh, we'll uh, review that and see what we can do. Um, yeah, just thanks for listening, yeah. and we'll uh, catch you all on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.